You are listening to the YLM Sermon of the Week podcast with Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert. Be blessed and refreshed by this relevant word from the Lord. You, son, man of God, we thank and we praise God for another opportunity to share the word of God. I love, I love representing the Lord and I love every opportunity I get to share his word and to really minister to others. And so we thank and we praise God for his grace, for his mercy, for his love, for his compassion. I was listening to um, Minister Edwards, um, great man of God. I was listening to him praying. And as he was praying, he was saying such wonderful things about the Lord uh, while he was praying. I know he and I aren't the only ones that know how awesome God is, how merciful he is, how compassionate he is. All of those wonderful things that we're experiencing because of our great God. And so we thank and we praise God for his grace, for his mercy, for his compassion, for his patience, for his love, for his strength, for his power. That's who he is. And we honor him on today. We honor him. I honor Apostle Willie Talbert, great man of God. Amen. The Lord has been gracious and uh, he has allowed that man of God to find me 47 years ago. And so I think and I praise God for how he matched us up. They talk about match.com. Nobody can put you together and match you like God can. And so we think and we praise God. Thank God for our lead pastor, Pastor Stephen Talbert, for all of our associate pastors, associate ministers to each and every one of you. I salute you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to everyone who is part of the fivefold, uh, those that are connecting with us, that may be apostles, bishops, pastors, evangelists, deacons, trustees, mothers, uh, deaconesses, children of God from other houses of worship. If you've been able to connect with us, I want you to know that I appreciate you as well. And I salute you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, it is so awesome to be able to share with you. God has been speaking. You know that God talks. And you know, I always say, I like to keep my ear to God's mouth. I want to hear what God is saying, what he wants to say to us and what he wants to speak to us. And so it's important that we not have our own agenda, but that we go by God's agenda. And so I'm just so honored to share the word of God with you. Let's go right to the word in the book of Isaiah, the 43rd chapter. I want to look at the first two verses of that particular passage of scripture. Isaiah 43 verses one and two. And then I want you to look with me at Psalm 66 verse 12. Let's look at Isaiah 43 first. And it reads, I'm going to read from the King James Version. It says, but now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, Thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Now let's look at the 66th Psalm and verse 12. Psalm 66, 
verse 12. And it reads, thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but thou brought us out into a wealthy place. This is the word of God. God's word is already blessed. I want to talk to you from this subject, fireproof, fireproof. You need to put it in all capital letters. It's one word. That's the way God gave it to me, fireproof. Listen, I want you to agree with me on several things. First of all, that God himself will be pleased, honored, and glorified as a result of the word that shall come forth, that you, the people, will be encouraged, reminded, empowered, and edified, and that the devil would be disappointed and horrified. Can you lift your hands and say with me, Lord, as your servant has decreed and declared, be it so in your name. Now, come on and get excited about what God wants to speak to us on today. What do you want to say to us, Lord? And that ought to be what you're looking for whenever a servant of God stands before you or comes before you, you are always ask God, God, what is it you want to say to me? You need to drop that in the chat. God, what is it you want to say to me? And so we thank and we praise God for everything that he wants to say. And we know that uh, according to the word of God, you need to say, be it so Lord, speak through your servant today. Thank you, Lord. We are excited about the Lord and about what he wants to say. Fireproof. You know, some things have been going on and we've been confronted with various issues, various things. We live in a day and a time where it's challenging more than ever before. It's challenging even if you're not a Christian and it's challenging if you are a Christian. If you name the name of Christ, it's challenging. If you don't name him, it's challenging. And it's even more challenging if you don't name him, if you don't know him, if you don't have relationship with him. Because for those of us that know him, for those of us that have relationship with him, for those of us that belong to him, he is ours and, and, and we are his. For those of us, even though it's challenging, we know that there's a better place prepared for us. But for those that don't know him, oh, I need to tell you, you know, in days and times such as these, people don't want to be reminded that they need to make a decision when it comes to relationship with the Lord, accepting, receiving and accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But more now than ever before, we need to take a stand. We need to stand out and we need not be afraid of being different than the world. We need not be afraid. We need not be afraid of not compromising. We need not be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't compromise. Don't take down. Don't go along to get along. Y'all know I've been saying that quite a bit because there are a lot of people going along to get along. There are a lot of people that's just allowing stuff. I heard somebody say, say, if you sweep stuff under the rug, after a while, the rug gets junky. And it starts, you can tell stuff is under the rug. And so we need not, we need not, listen, we need to be bold enough to take a stand for Christ. We need to be bold enough to name the name of Jesus Christ 
and to make sure it's known who we belong to, who we are and whose we are. We belong to God and beside him, there is none other. And so as we're looking at this passage of scripture, or I should say the passages of scripture that we looked at, we look at those passages of scripture and think about the subject fireproof. Understand that the contents of this chapter, Isaiah 43, are much the same with those of the foregoing chapter. Looking at the release of the Jews out of captivity, uh, but looking through that and beyond that to the great work of man's redemption through Jesus Christ and by Jesus Christ. And the grace of the gospel of Christ, which through him believers take a part in. And so here when you look at Isaiah 43, in the first seven verses, you see the precious promises made to God's people in their affliction of his presence with them for their support and their deliverance out of the affliction, out of what they're going through. In the next verses, verses 8 through 13, you're looking at the challenge to idols who vie with omniscience and omnipotence of God. In other words, they're competing with God, the idols. And, and the, the interesting thing is there are people that have embraced these idols that are instrumental in challenging the true and mighty God, the almighty God. Come on here now. Y'all know that's dangerous. Then we look at um, the other verses of scripture. And in verses 14 through 21, we see that encouragement is given to the people of God. Encouragement for what? To hope for their deliverance. To hope for their deliverance. And then in verses 22 to 28, we see a method taken to prepare the people for their deliverance. And so when we look at uh, Isaiah 43, we look and we see the precious promises that have been made to God's people in the midst of what they are going through. And understand this, God was still dealing with the people. And I encourage you, go back and read the, the previous chapters uh, up to Isaiah 42. And, and then go on from Isaiah 43 and continue reading. When you look at the previous chapters, you'll see that there's things that God did for the people. And yet he still had to deal with a bunch of stiff-necked, hard-headed, rebellious folk. Does that sound familiar? I mean, people that no matter how merciful God was or has been to them, they still back and forth. They're still not consistent in their walk with him. And, and so we look at that and we see that, but here's something amazing that we also see. Even in the midst of dealing with a rebellious people, with a disobedient people, incorrigible people, a people who love God today and, and go against him next week. <laughs> Does that sound familiar? In other words, when things are going well, oh, good. When things are not going well, they're blaming God. Here's the thing, though. When things are not going well, they're crying and calling on him to help them. He gets them out of trouble. They go right on back and get comfortable and start doing stuff again. Does that sound familiar? See, what God wants is he wants us to be consistent in our walk with him. He wants us to do the things that's necessary 
to grow, to grow our faith in him, to grow our trust in him. I'm talking about being fireproof. So here we look at this passage of scripture and we look at what Isaiah 43 verses one and two said. And I'm going to read what the amplified version of those verses say. It says, but now in spite of past judgments for Israel's sins, thus saith the Lord. Did you hear that? In spite of past judgments for Israel's sins, thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed you, ransomed you by paying a price instead of leaving you captives, instead of giving you what you deserve. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, y'all hearing this? You will not be burned or scorched. Remind you of anything? Nor will the flame kindle upon you. And so here, God is telling them, he's saying, look, instead of giving you what you deserved when you were in your mess, when you were rebelling rebelling against me, when you were doing all kinds of stuff that you wanted to do, instead of leaving you in your mess, I'm making some promises to you. This is what I promise you. When you walk through the waters, I'll still be with you. When it seems as if you're going under, when it seems as if it's not going to work out, when it seems as if you're being overwhelmed and through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. And when you walk through the fire, listen, let me talk to you a little bit about fire. When we look at uh, and think about going through the fire, you do understand that God will allow some things in order to grow our faith, in order to get us to where we need to be with him. And listen, I understand and I realize that there are many people, you're in the heat of the flame right now. You're dealing with stuff right now. I know that. Understand this. It's not to destroy you. God didn't allow it to destroy you. I know, I know. If any of us had a choice, we would not pick a lot of the stuff that we have encountered, the trials, the tribulations, the, the, uh, the rough things, uh, evictions, being fired. I mean, people have gone through so many different experiences, children acting up. Have you ever, for those of you who are parents, you know, when your children were little, you could tell them what to do. And you could demand that they obey you or else. And you know what the or else was. And But as they began to become adults and they began to become young adults and, and then even more mature adults for those of us that have older children, you realize and you understand you did all you could do. You For those of us, some of us did the best that we could. We were the best examples we could be. Some of us, instilled the word of God in our children. And still at the end of the day, they have to make their own decisions. How does it feel when your children are making decisions that are not good for their lives and there's nothing you can do about it except pray? Huh? I'm talking about being in the, in going through the fire because for a parent that feels like going through the fire. 
when you, your children are experiencing consequences from bad decisions, from wrong decisions, from horrible life decisions, and there's nothing you can do. Uh, how about you yourself? You made decisions and you're experiencing the consequences of those decisions. And no matter how much you want it to be over with like that, it looks like it's taken forever to get you through that process. I'm talking about being fireproof. And, and so instead of God leaving the people where they you know, where they were in the midst of their stuff. Instead, he chose to show compassion. What does it mean to be fireproof? It, it means to be able to withstand fire or great heat without being consumed. There's a quote um, by Michael Simmons about being fireproof. It says fireproof doesn't mean that a fire will never come, but it means that when it comes, you'll be able to withstand it. Doesn't mean the fire won't come. Doesn't mean trials won't happen. Tribulations won't happen. And here's the thing. God's will for us is that we will be fireproof in the heat, in the heat of the battle, in the midst of the flame, in the hottest, that part. Yeah, that part. Um, in the book of Daniel, I believe it was around the third chapter, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we're in the fiery furnace. But here's the thing. They did not burn. They were not consumed. Did y'all hear that? They were in the fiery furnace. And if I remember correctly, the king said, um, heat it up several times hotter than it normally is. Make it even hotter. Do you ever feel like sometimes the fire is getting hotter and hotter? But I don't remember anywhere in that scripture where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego screamed because they felt the heat of the flames. I don't remember reading anywhere where they talked about how hot it was and how it was burning. I don't remember re reading anywhere in there. First Peter, the first chapter says this and verses three through seven. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And New Living Translation says it like this. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again. Because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation. I'm trying to tell you about being fireproof. And verse 4 says, and we have a priceless inheritance. An inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And verse 5 says, and through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive the salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. Verse 6 says, so be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you have to endure many trials for a little while. Y'all hear that? The King James Version says, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Then verse 7 says this of the New Living Translation. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day 
when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Can I tell you something? There's some great things waiting for us, but we're not there yet. And so in the meantime, we deal with what we have to deal with here. And we've got to be fireproof while we're here dealing with the stuff that we're dealing with. See, see, he expresses the end of their afflictions and the reason, the basis, the ground for of their joy and why they ought to have joy, why they ought to praise God. Even in the midst of what they're going through, y'all know my, one of my favorite things is dance in advance. And there's a reason why. There's a reason why. Because I can remember going through trials and tribulations, going through difficult times and challenges. And when I didn't praise God, it seemed like it was even worse. When I didn't praise God, it seemed like it was lasting longer. When I didn't praise God, it seemed like it was getting the best of me. It seemed like I was getting weaker when I didn't praise God. But the moment I lifted up my head, opened my mouth, lifted my hands, clapped my hands, picked my feet up and put them down to give God praise. The moment I did that, it's like I could feel the breaking. Anybody hearing me? I could feel it break. Even though I was still dealing with what I was dealing with. But I know there was something different when I began to give God praise. Something happened when I gave him praise. What happened? What happened? What happened was, you need to hear this. What happened was, when I gave God praise, it was proof that my faith withstood the fire. Oh, you need to hear that. It was proof that my faith had been fire tested. It was proof when I began to give God praise. Why? Because I praised him through faith and trust in him, not because of what I saw in the natural around me, not because everything was worked out right away, but I found something out. The more I praised him, the more breakthrough I got. The more I praised him, the more things worked out. The more I praised him, the more victory I experienced. The more I praised him. Oh, somebody need to hear me in here. The more I praised him. And so my faith was a tried faith. It was a, a fire tested faith. Anybody hearing me? And, and so we've got to be fireproof. You know, God began to talk to me about the refiner's fire. In Malachi, the third chapter, I think around verse two, it talks about the refiner's fire. And so I began to get curious. And I I, I don't know about you, but I like gold. I, I like nice gold, fine gold. I, I like the good stuff. And, and so I'm realizing, I understand that gold has to be refined before it can be in the form where we can enjoy it like this. You see the golden diamonds there. And so I found out that, that gold does not exist in its purest form naturally. As I began to do my research, I found out that the metal is extracted from its ores, which is mined from the earth, and that the gold obtained from the mining press process is not pure gold. 
it's mixed with impurities. Oh, somebody get the lesson out of this. The gold is mixed with many impurities that need to be removed. How are the impurities removed? Through the refining process. Did you hear me? And so understand that there is a refiner's process that we go through. How is gold refined? There are different ways that gold is refined and there are different methods. One method, they use acid. Another method, they use electricity. But I was more interested in the method of using fire. Says that when they use fire, that it's the oldest method of obtaining the pure gold. That gold scraps are placed in a crucible, a container that can withstand high temperatures and high heat. And said the crucible is placed in a furnace, which is heated up to almost 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. And that the gold melts at such a high temperature that it's then transferred to another container leaving the impurities and other substances floating at the surface. But it had, it had to be go through that heat. It had to go through the fire before the impurities could be exposed. Yeah. <laughs> Did y'all hear that? There are impurities in all of us. We're all flawed. Whether you want to admit it or not, I know you're wonderful. You're fabulous. You're me too. But guess what? There's some stuff in us that need to go. And the only way that it can go, now you may say, God, there's another way to get this out of me, but God knows the best. And here's the thing. Oftentimes he's taking us through other processes and we came right back to the wrong stuff. And so the fire now had to be involved. There are different methods of using the fire. And I found something else. Copulation is a process that purifies the ores by separating the gold from base metals and other impurities. This process makes use of a couple, a high temperature resistant flat bowl. Bottom line is that the fire is what separates the impurities from the pure gold. I was so fascinated with this process. And here's the thing. The refiner's fire melts it down to, to a, 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 you know, melts it down, liquefies it in order for the impurities to float to the top so that those impurities can be removed. Uh, you understand that there are different uh, purposes for fire and purification is one of those purposes. Do y'all hear that? Purification. God said, wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, said the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing. That was one of the first verses God spoke to me. God spoke it. I opened the Bible and I looked at it. There it was. He said, daughter, I want you to come out from among them. Second Corinthians 6 chapter verses 17 and 18. Touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. Did y'all hear that? God is calling many to come out from among, come out from among that stuff. That stuff that you've embraced. The stuff that they're celebrating. 
and they're saying it's okay. They're saying you were born like that. The devil is a lie. You were born the way God created you. And so we've got to be bold enough. No longer are we speaking out against things as God's servants and as his people. Folk act like they're afraid to do it. But you can't be afraid to represent the one who holds all power. You can't be afraid to represent the one that created you. You can't be afraid to represent the one that loves you with an everlasting love. You can't be afraid of the one that has the power to put you in hell or heaven, depending on how your life is. He's the one that makes the final decision. And so when we talk about the refiner's fire, God will purify us. The refiner's fire doesn't come to consume us. Y'all remember I told y'all about Meshach, uh, uh, um, uh, the, you know, the three Hebrew boys. <laughs> uh, listen, here's the thing. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Y'all remember when I told y'all about that and I said they were in the fiery furnace. They were in that and it had been heated several times hotter. And here's the thing. It didn't singe their clothing. It didn't singe one strand of their hair. There was no smoke smell on them. The refiner's fire doesn't come to consume us. The refiner's fire comes to remove the impurities. And so the impurities, God will purify us. He'll purify us, but he's not trying to consume us. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassion fail not. Are you hearing me? And so you need to understand Zechariah, the 13th chapter in verse nine talks about being refined in the fire. Isaiah 48 and 10 talks about, behold, I have refined you. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. Understand Psalm 66 verses 10 through 12, which is the other verse of scripture that I read to you, verses of scripture and the King James version. But this is what the amplified of verse 12 says. It says, you caused men to ride over our heads when we were prostrate, laying before you, God. We went through fire and through water, but you brought us into a broad, moist place to abundance and refreshment and the open air. Let me read the King James version of, of verses 10, 11, and 12. For thou, O God, has proved us. Thou has tried us as silver is tried. Y'all know what that means? You took us through fire. Thou brought us into the net. Thou laid affliction upon our loins. God, you took us through hell and back, it felt like. God, you allowed us to go through some rough stuff. God, you allowed people to look at us, point at us, talk about us. Come on, anybody ever been talked about? They thought they were laughing at us. Oh, but you surprised them. You caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but then you brought us out into a wealthy place because we fireproof. Yeah, that's it. We fireproof. When we belong to God, we gotta be fireproof. We, we can't, we can't. We can't, that's why you can't, you can't play games with God. You can't. Because when the fire come, 
You don't want to feel that fire. That's why you got to be real with him. You need help. Tell him you need help. Listen. God is speaking to us. We're being challenged right now. We're being challenged to stand up for God or not to say anything and be silent. We're being challenged right now. We're being challenged to stay in the stuff that the enemy has pulled us into. Listen, just because you weaken and you succumb to it don't mean you got to stay there. God is giving you an opportunity right now. Come on, come on, come on. God wants you to come right now. He wants you to surrender right now. He wants you to give over your life to him right now. He wants to save you. He wants to give you breakthrough. He wants to give you deliverance because you're fireproof. He wants to make sure you're fireproof that you don't feel the flames, that you don't feel the heat of the fire. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they didn't feel the heat. Says that when the king, when they went to, to go in, they thought to pull their burnt bodies or their ashes out or their carcasses out. When they went to pull them out, said they got there. And here's the thing. The ones that threw them in the furnace, they were overcome and consumed by the heat, by the fire. And here, oh, hallelujah, these servants of God said they went and they looked and said, wait, I thought we put three in there. Said, but there are four. And the fourth one looks like, come on here now. How many know he with you? He right there with you in the heat of the battle. He right there with you in the fire. That's why you're fireproof. He right there with you. I decree and I declare to you that if you will surrender to the Lord, he will bring you out. Y'all know some stuff that we've gotten involved in, some stuff that some of y'all done got involved in. Thank you, Jesus, for total deliverance. Yes, I said it. Because there were some things. Listen, there are some spirits that are more stubborn and obstinate to get away from. Did y'all hear me? There's certain uh, addictions and habits and things. Homosexuality, drug addiction, different... Those spirits don't just let you go. Did y'all hear me? That's why it's warfare right now. We got to understand and realize that God has given us the victory. We will not let you have our children. We will not let you have our loved ones. We will not let you have those that belong to God. We will not. We will not. God has made it possible for us to be fireproof. We pray that you have been encouraged in the Lord because God is bringing us to a wealthy place. Get ready for everything that God has in store for you. Get ready. And let me tell you this. The warfare is great. But guess who's got the victory? We belong to God and he has already caused us to triumph and to have the victory. Somebody needs to get excited and give God praise for victory right now. Breakthrough is here. Breakthrough is here. It's not coming. It's here. I prophesy to you breakthrough, deliverance 
in the name of Jesus. It's here right now. Come on, let's pray. For those of you that want to surrender your life to the Lord, listen, we're going to pray with you right now. You want to receive and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? We're praying with you right now that you can get delivered, that you can be set free right now. And for those of you that want a church home, we're going to pray with you. But listen, you can connect with Yes Lord Ministries. Now, those that want to receive and accept Jesus Christ, you repeat with me right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for your word of encouragement. I thank you for your word that let me know it's not too late for me. I thank you by helping me to realize and understand that you love me and that you, you've merciful to me, that you've given me grace and mercy, that you've been patient with me. You've been waiting for me to surrender. So I thank you right now. I thank you, Jesus. Come on, say it. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for my sins. Thank you for rising again on the third day. Thank you for doing all of this so that I could be saved. And I thank you that your word says that if I believe it and if I confess it with my mouth, that I can be saved. I believe it. I confess it. Say it out of your mouth. I believe it and I'm confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he is my Lord and my Savior. And now I am saved. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Listen, you need to connect with us so that you can go through next steps. We'll walk you through it. We'll walk you through the deliverance. We'll walk you through this process of living for the Lord. We'll teach you. We'll show you what it looks like to have a life, a life of abundant peace, a life with Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. May you partner with YLM financially using the following methods. The YLM mobile app. Text gift to 1844948395. Cash app dollar sign Yes Lord M. On Givelify search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kimmelworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.org and click donate. Mail checks and money orders to Yes Lord Ministries Post Office Box 425 Union, New Jersey 07083. Download the YLM mobile app and stay connected with our ministry 24-7. On behalf of our lead pastor Steve Tolbert, our senior leaders Apostle Willie Tolbert and Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.